Hot topics and interviews. And that's just how we do it. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. It's the Entertainment Man Podcast. Entertainment Man Podcast is brought to you by Crispy on the Web. Go to crispyontheweb.com for more information, social media, and much, much more. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Man Podcast. I'm your host, Chris and Man. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to another interview podcast. And uh, today we have another interview. And you probably recognize uh, this person's face. It is Chitty, uh, who wrote Coming to Canada. How's it going, Chitty? Good to have you back. Nice to see you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been, uh, what, a couple months now since we've yeah. chatted? Yeah. Uh, because I was been, I've been so busy, but I finished his book, Coming to Canada. I actually have it right here. For those watching on the uh, YouTube side of things, I have his book. We're going to discuss his book today. And uh, first of all, do you want to just kind of reintroduce yourself? Of course. My name is Chibi. I'm the um, best-selling author of uh, Coming to Canada, The Ultimate Success Guide. It's a book that draws from broadly three experiences I have. Mm -hmm. My personal experience as a recent and relatively newcomer to Canada, uh, the work I have done um, in the community, um, volunteering for um, groups that um, support the newcomers to Canada, and also helping my uh, family and friends who have come to Canada to settle. So I put all of that experience together, uh, and I've done this since 2017, I put all that experience together so that those who are coming behind will have um, the comprehensive resource to guide them through their Canadian uh, transition. Okay, uh, so let's start with chapter one. In the first chapter, you talk about, you know, before you leave uh, to move here, can you talk more about the process, application and whatnot? Well, there are over a hundred uh, pathways to come to Canada legally, uh, you know, legally. And um, one of the things I tried to avoid was to suggest, um, broadly speaking, any of those pathways. The reason is the conditions and the, the terms and conditions keep evolving, keep changing at any given moment. But I also think that it doesn't matter the pathways that you come in uh, using, coming in. What is important in the short, medium to long term is how you integrate in the society and how how you are settled to thrive and to contribute. So the first chapter deals with uh, the documents that you need, the mindset that you need, the things, the preparation that you need to come in um, and uh, succeed in Canada, broadly speaking. Okay, uh, so uh, uh, can you talk more about uh, funding and booking your flights? Yeah, that stems from our uh, personal experience. Um, we thought because we've been widely traveled, we always buy our tickets like return tickets. Mm -hmm. And then this time we also bought return tickets and we were here because return tickets cost slightly higher than one-way ticket, for example. Mm -hmm. So I, I came in with five, um, five people in the family. And so you can imagine the amount of money I would have saved if I bought a one-way ticket because um, they, they, the tickets expired on our hands. We, we have not we've not moved out from Canada since then, well, you know, um, as, as a family. Um, so I am encouraging people who are coming in to consider that as a, a, a cost-saving strategy so that they understand you need all the money that you can can hold when you're coming to a new country so that you don't 
recourse to public fund or start begging or get anxious about funding. So any advice to save money, I believe, in my opinion, um, matters a lot. So that's one way I think that you could save a couple of dollars you mm-hmm. know, if you follow that advice. Yeah, okay. Can you talk about getting your kids ready for school in Canada? What is required? So depending on what you choose, there are broadly, well, for the, um, there are broadly three sets of uh, educational system, uh, three types of educational system in Canada. So you have the public school, you have the Catholic school, and you have the private schools. So depending on which one you, you decide that your kids are going to, mm-hmm. as, as soon as you land in Canada, you want to um, call the board um, within the city or town or locality where you where you find yourself. Um, probably the next day or the next working day, depending, uh, and then get in touch with them to discuss about your kids joining school. The, the beautiful thing about it is that your kids can join at any given time um, as, as, as soon as they land. It's not like you, anybody's going to tell you to wait till the end of the um, term or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you call them and you get all the uh, what they, you book an appointment. Most of the time what they require is to show your kids birth certificate to confirm when they were born. Mm-hmm. Some other places will also, some other school boards will probably ask for their last school result. The idea is to know, um, have a documentary evidence of what grade they, they passed the last time. Yeah. However, in Canada, whatever grade your, your child is or uh, had done before relocation, it's most likely that they will place your child within the same age bracket. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that it's important that they do that because I um, we had an issue where my where one of my kids um, was placed in a class higher than his age, but he turns out to be the lower, the youngest in that class, and he really struggled to cope. He's mm-hmm. just coming into his own right now. He really struggled to cope, bullying, with taunting, with being picked up, mm-hmm. uh, picked on, upon as the youngest person in the class. So it's always important for us to have this information before we are. Oh, definitely, I agree, and. Uh... So, what do you need for accommodation, hotel, or Airbnb until you find a apartment or house to live in? Oh, yeah, I mean, right now, so you could book uh, a temporary accommodation before you come in, either online, straight away, or with friends. Um, but it's important that you come, not just into Canada, any country you are traveling to, especially when you're traveling with kids, it's important mm-hmm. that you have made accommodation arrangements that are independent of friends and independent of family. Yeah. Because if family and friends had emergency, obviously those that emergency will take priority first and might impact the comfort of your kids. Mm-hmm. So um, you don't want to go into a country and then when you land, you start making arrangements for accommodation. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, okay. So we're going to go into Chapter 2. Uh, so your book talks about obtaining your SIM card. Can you uh, talk about what the process for that is? Pre-COVID, um, what you simply need to do is to walk into any of the service Canada offices that are closest to you and that you can find out by a simple Google search. But post-COVID, with all the dislocations that are going on, you probably need to Google call and book an appointment. 
-hmm. Some people uh, who drop in have found out that the lines are so long. Some people um, who didn't book the appointment get probably get on the way after a while because of the surge. So it's always better if you have an if you book have an appointment before you come in. So probably for to write the book, I probably put that in perspective because um, the COVID situation obviously has affected the this. But the SIM card is very important. It's the security number. Mm -hmm. um, it identifies you for government purposes, for funding and for um, benefits from government. So it's important that you get it as soon as you land. Um, actually, you are, there are so many things you can do without the SIM card. So it's one of the first things you need to get as soon as you come into Canada. Okay. What about attaining a bank account and health card in Canada? And why do you need one? Well, I will assume that anybody who is coming to Canada will either claim with money mm -hmm. or will want to work and earn money. So nobody's going to pay you cash when you're earning money. They'll they're going to pay you through the bank. Um, so it's important that you open the bank account because in Canada, Canada runs a cash, almost a cashless society. Yeah, uh, cash is still allowed and accepted, but it's not encouraged. Most people mm -hmm. will ask you to use either a bank card or a, credit, a, 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 a debit card or a credit card for payment. Mm -hmm. And the only way you can obtain those, obviously, is when you have a, a, an account in the bank or the institution. So you need to open um, a bank account to preserve your money it's important mm -hmm. you don't want to keep so much money in the house you also want to open that to make life very easy for payments and for receipt of payments and deposit mm -hmm. in canada we use um, emails to transfer money mm -hmm. um, and so it's so easy so seamless uh, if you don't want to do any of those it may be difficult for you to, to do daily transactions because not everybody will accept cash from you and then when you're paying cash for some transactions mm -hmm. people might become suspicious because because uh, obviously it looks like you, there's something you want to hide and, yeah. and you don't want to put yourself in that kind of situation. Definitely. And I know this day age, they're, 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 we basically use uh, debit cards now because of COVID and everything else. But uh, can you talk more about having a cell phone in Canada? Well, again, cell phone is um, not just in Canada, anywhere in the world. Cell phone is something that has become not just a necessity, uh, mm -hmm. not just a, a want, but now a necessity. You need to communicate with people. People need to meet you. If you are going to uh, apply for jobs, apply for accommodation, mm -hmm. uh, when you come in, um, you send when you send in this application, the other the people on the other side will have. We need to reach you as quickly as possible so you need a cell phone you need a cell phone because if you continue using the phone that you came in with you're mm -hmm. probably going to be paying more on roaming charge mm -hmm. so you need a local phone that people can communicate with you uh, at a very um, low cost uh, and it's the beautiful thing uh, one thing that i find very unique about canada that's different from some of the places that i've gone to is um one you know the idea of contract so you you pay for your phone and then it, it you're allowed to make calls on the phone for most part of the uh, of the month and then it renews at the end well depending again on the package that you choose so it's important for you to choose the pack the packages that mm -hmm. uh that cost efficient and stressless mm -hmm. exactly and also like if you get the uh, zero down phones like i did you know then you you know you pay for once you pay for it then you don't have to pay for it you can go on a, a smaller lower contract so it's amazing like you said canada is amazing for all these having the contracts and it's great 
What about process of getting a health card? And why is it important? Canada runs um, a free, for most provinces, they run a free healthcare service. What that means is that you probably won't, won't go to uh, to the doctor and the doctor will ask you to pay. A universal healthcare service. The doctor won't ask you to pay because there is a um, provincial-led health insurance scheme. Uh, the way to assess that health insurance scheme is by you going, by you having your... Uh, uh, Head card. Head card is what you get that shows that you are registered with the provincial um, health system. Uh, and so if you have need to see a doctor, mm -hmm. you have need to use emergency services and all that, it becomes very easy for you. And then government will know, okay, this is the class of citizen that I'm dealing with. Is he a permanent resident or a citizen? Is he a um, uh, working permit? Is he a refugee? Is he, mm -hmm. is he an un un undocumented immigrant? Is he so those that, that kind of I, uh, that that kind of demarcation that needs to happen is this is the evidence you have to show to prove your status for medical mm -hmm. purposes. Now I am aware that not um, if you are a visitor, for example, you probably won't get a health card. That means you need to have your own personal travel insurance mm -hmm. to cater for any emergencies that will come up. But as a person that lives legally and resides and works in Canada, you need to get your provincial health care card as soon as possible. And the reason about this is because if Emergency doesn't have a timetable for anybody, right? Mm -hmm. It could happen immediately, and you might want to call 911. You might want to get to the hospital. You might want to see a doctor um, as soon as possible. Um, the head card, uh, the head care card, is one way to get that those kind of admission. Yeah, very true. And it's uh, that's the one thing about also about Canada that's great is you know the free healthcare. The healthcare system here is really great. Yeah. So in this chapter, you talk about finding a place to live. Can you talk about it and what you need to do to find a place to live? Well, um, Chris, <laughs> the, you can't stay, if you come to Canada, you can't stay in the hotel, you can't stay in the Airbnb forever because, mm -hmm. first of all, it doesn't give you, it's, it's too costly, mm -hmm. and then it doesn't give you that sense of home, being yeah. at home. Okay? Mm -hmm. So uh, as soon as possible, uh, I will advise somebody and everybody to find an accommodation that is suited to their A, purpose, B, need, their pocket. Most immigrants will start off, most newcomers or immigrants will start off with living in an apartment, and these apartments are shared multi-family dwelling units with other people, but have some of the sanitary, um, sanitary facilities in in, 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 in due. Um, and then you can move from there. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing to understand is that the rents are due, at the first of every month, mm -hmm. okay, monthly, and so you want to make sure that you don't take um, accommodations that are too costly because 30 days is just a short time that you wouldn't believe when you start paying bills that how they, 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 they drop by. Mm -hmm. So take the one that you can pay at least from the money that you're bringing in for a uh, you know to manage it because you don't know when you start earning in Canada Canadian dollar. Take the one you can pay, get in there, settle, hit the ground running as you are a the household economy improves, you can upgrade the accommodation yeah. through the whole process down to finding your own goal. That's very true. What do you need to do when you get your place furnished? Like, what, like, where can you go get like uh, furniture for your your new home? Oh well, depends depending on where you where you live. There are um, many not for profit that are set out to support the poor, the working poor. 
mm -hmm. and the, the uh, newcomers. Um, there are people that um, obviously you can research. Some of them are faith-based, some of them are community-based, some of them are, um, um, how will I put it there now, um, maybe people coming from a particular community like uh, nationality. Mm -hmm. you, know, um, you could just reach out to the people in your, in your community, in your faith-based community, in your um, national national driven communities in your social communities and ask for help sometimes what happens is that people donate but the generosity you see in canada mm -hmm. is amazing when it comes to helping newcomers coming mm -hmm. it's one of the things that made me fall in love with this country and decided that this is it for me but when you get into canada people are willing to support you in whatever way and from our manner um, i remember our own experience we got them um, furniture that well when i look back now what close to six thousand to seven thousand mm dollars -hmm. right Right. And uh, and this is for free. Um, so the service and the Bible Society, for example, in the Catholic Church, helps. I know they, they, there's uh, uh, there's some thing like that also for Muslims and for the other faith-based organizations. I, I know that in the community, if you, if you um, reach out to your community and say, hey, we just landed, we need support and other people are willing to donate things. People are willing to go buy things fresh from the shop and come and donate to you. So you probably don't need to spend all the money that you came in with. Um, Okay. Also, you talk about cultural organization. Can you talk more about it? Yeah, all of us come from different cultures. And uh, as Canada, you are, as a Canadian, you are encouraged to um, promote and uphold your own culture. Uh, the idea that you are coming in and you're, you are integrating into the society does not mean that you have been assimilated into the society. We believe that we can be Canadians and still hold on to the differences that we have. And that is why Canada is a place of diversity. So, when you come in, you also look for those who have some of those shared experiences with you. So those people that, you know, um, have some commonalities with you. Uh, at the start of your Canadian journey, those will probably be the same people who come from the country where you originally come from, for example. Maybe schoolmates, maybe friends, maybe neighbors so that live with you. Look out for them because those will be veritable uh, opportunities and uh, sources of information for you in the community. And as a newcomer to Canada, there is nothing that you need most like information, critical, updated information. Uh, I mean, anybody could give you money, but to help you settle, and that's fine. But what you want to do is, well, where can I get the relevant information for the stage in which you are as a newcomer? Okay. Is there any benefit when looking at a cultural organization? Absolutely. The cultural organizations know um, the, one of the key benefits, obviously, some you might see people who have already known you from before you come in from uh, uh, into Canada. The other part of it is that they might support you in many ways, like I have mentioned in terms of helping you furnish your place, um, helping you, giving you information about job search, networking for you, um, giving you their own experiences, which is very, very valuable. So you don't make the same mistake that, that they've made. For example, if I talk to you, sometimes cultural organizations that I belong to organize, you know, um, program for newcomers and then you share the information that you already have and that way they know where the pitfalls are uh, they also have to um, support families in so many other ways for example we have a cultural way of dispute resolution and those come into place so that when there are um, some challenges in the family dynamics we try to manage them as, as holistically as culturally as possible before we go to the uh, justice system uh, mm -hmm. and all that you know so it's important for you to belong 
Number one, because it, you are building that multiculturalism that Canada wants, or Canada um, encourages to, there are benefits from it, both on the short term and the long term, and um, for everyone in the family. All right. Can you talk about school for your kids and requirements for school? Uh, we spoke about that a little bit about, you know, oh. asking for when you make calls, as soon as you land, for uh, you get their kids into school. Documentation is very important. Mm -hmm. The last class they've attended is very important. And then you want to choose, depending on how you you, um, you want to decide whether you want your kids to go through the public school system or the college school system or the private school system. Each of them has their pros and their cons. Mm -hmm. And so it's best that you research them. Um, so it, your, your child might be a high flyer outside before they come to Canada. But in Canada, one of the things, as I mentioned, is that hey, 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 people with the same age um, group, people within the same age group are put together in the same class. Mm -hmm. um, there's a reason for it when you, uh, with the experiences that I have gone through and with the education I've gone through um, in, in, in Canada, um, so that people of the same age group grow together, they have the same pattern of thinking and life experience and all that. So you make that decision. Again, I still believe that the family knows the best, need to make the best decision about how their kids are educated. All right, let's go into, let's move into chapter three, strategies to success in Canada. Uh, you, in the third chapter, you talk about being alive. Can you talk more about it? Uh, Canada is a project. You are the CEO of yourself and Family Incorporated. Um, usually, what I, what I tell newcomers is as, as even though Canada is um, safe and Canada is a thriving place, you still have personal responsibility for your um, safety, security, um, at least to do the things that you need to do to secure yourself. And one of the things you need to do uh, on this journey is to be alive. The reason is everything depends, everything we're doing depends on you being alive, right? The mm -hmm. dream, the vision that you have. And so, it is not a time for you to take on this. Uh, sometimes you see Canadian newcomers to Canada who don't dress well in the weather, right? Mm -hmm. So um, the, the weather is cold and the person is wearing very light clothes, mm -hmm. yeah? uh, exposing themselves um, to the elements. Sometimes you see people um, walking, they're walking obviously is crossing the highways or the roads mm -hmm. in places that you are not uh, permitted by traffic rules to cross in the midst of traffic. And some other time you also see people who think that everybody in Canada is a smart driver. Mm -hmm. and so the driver will obviously wait for me because that's what the rule says you yield to pedestrians right mm -hmm. one of the one of the recurring things is that the driver may not see you the driver may be driving under the influence it may be a new driver so the earlier you take yourself out of harm's way the better for you because if you die and road accident is one of the one of the um, highest number of death causes the highest one of the highest number of deaths in canada mm -hmm. if you die um every other thing that we are doing discussing and thought, right? It's thought. Right, yeah. so the, the family will, yeah, they will continue, they will probably leave, but they will struggle because you're not there. You're not there. That's the leadership you provide. It's not there. that the resources you provide. It's no longer there. Huh. You need to be alive. Exactly. I agree. Uh, so your book talks about prioritizing 
prioritizing your health, mental health, can you talk more about that? Yeah, the, so I'm going to put the two together, the health and the mental health part of it. So the, from the, one of the things that we haven't had much conversation mm -hmm. across the country is the impact of the mental health and the, the physical health impact of relocation. Mm -hmm. You know, um, let's take the health impact. There, there's so much you need to do at the same time. You need to get into government database, you need to find school for your kids, you're looking for work, you're looking for accommodation and all that and all that. Their house, this will probably be one of the most stressed one month, one or two months of your life because you need to do so many things at the same time and you have so much so much information to look for. Um, so it's important that from the one, you know, that the journey through uh, integration in Canada can be very stressful and then you now pace yourself about how you're going to do it. The other side of it is that Canada is awash with fast food at every corner and so if you are a fast food junkie mm -hmm. uh, and you follow on it um, you need to be wary of what you put in your body um, in terms of diet so that you don't get all the you don't um, escalate some of the conditions that you have the house or develop new ones uh, there, there, there's, there's a study that shows that, that, that the immigrant community have a higher rate of diabetes and blood pressure okay? and some part of that also driven from the diet that you have and the lack of exercise so if, if you want to be healthy and you need to be healthy in mind body and soul to go through this journey if you want to be healthy then you might as well start watching what you are eating mm -hmm. and then uh, and then make sure that you exercise and you sleep the other part of it is the mental health part so you've left your grounds and you've come in here you want you're starting afresh mm -hmm. the challenge with starting afresh is that sometimes you have to do things that ordinarily you wouldn't have done where you're coming from but you got to do those things to survive you got to do those things to pay a bill mm -hmm. so if you stay in the labor market for a while and you haven't found a job and you realize that back home you were a senior manager or a middle level manager uh, you begin to wonder whether you did the right thing whether it was the right decision for you to come there are also the process of deprofessionalization where newcomers um, find it difficult to go to the professions where they were doing before they come in so you see doctors having to do things that engineers having to do things that were far less than what they were trained and experienced in Canada. As a matter of fact, it's one of the things we are speaking about, um, um, about in Canada. We are, Canada is wasting so much talent in the world. Canada, Canada puts in all these talents in here and then we put them to waste. At the same time that we have challenges that needs to be solved by the number of people who are coming in. I'll give you an example. The average waiting time right now in the emergency services at, uh, in Abata hospitals, in Abata where I live, is about nine hours. So if you are to if your child were to have an emergency, you probably take about nine hours for you to be attended to a doctor. And yet, we have people who have been trained, people who have experience, mm -hmm. people who have grown in the medical profession who come in here, and we are not, we are just shutting them out from the system, mm -hmm. right? So, and it's not like we're building more infrastructure. For example, if you look at Edmonton, where I live, for example, Edmonton has almost, I think, has tripled in size, like in, in terms of numbers, mm -hmm. between the time, between, uh, but between the time we landed and now, I think we have doubled the number. I, I think so, right. yeah. Yeah, I think we've doubled the number uh, close to that. But it's still the same oh, the same facilities that we have. Mm -hmm. We're not building new hospitals. We're not building new uh, clinics, okay? We're not, we, it's still the same, the same um, um, uh, Royal Alex, Misericordia, and Glenham uh, Hospital that you have that are supposed to serve this number, great number of people, you know? So when you look at it, you just tell yourself that it's important to guide your mental health. So, because as you stay outside the profession where you 
where you had excelled before you come into Canada. As you struggle to find your feet in the job market where people are asking you to come to work if you have Canadian experience, yet you need Canadian experience to work. As you try to break all those white minds, it's important to understand that the worries, anxiety, and the regrets that come can eat away your confidence, eat away your mental health, mm -hmm. and you need to guide them with positivity. All right. No, I totally agree with that. Uh, so, can you talk about police reports, police checks? Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, most the police is very efficient in Canada. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really, really efficient. Mm -hmm. So efficient that when they when you have an infraction, they will store it for you for years, right? Right. It's called a service for a purpose, reason. The same way you have the the records of your customer, that's also the same way police have the record of your of their customer. And the, who is police customer? Mm -hmm. Well, think about it. It probably be somebody who has the infraction I'm, I'm not sure the police have a record of me because I'm not their customer, right? Right. So the idea is for you to note that Canada is a, a place of law and order. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it's important is because Canada works today because they have a strong consequence management system. Mm -hmm. So you do something, you get the consequences of it. So you break the law or the rules, probably get the consequences of it. Okay. Now, the police may have some sort of leeway or some sort of discretions in terms of the policing and all that. But it's a discretion. They may not necessarily exercise it in your favor. Mm -hmm. okay? Because we still know that there are implicit bias, there are racism in policing, etc., etc. But that's not what we're, what, we're, what we're about. What we want to do in the course of my book is to talk to you about the things that you can do, the things that are within your control. So avoid crime. Avoid breaking the law so that you don't get into the police database because guess what? The small things you do today could come to hurt you tomorrow. How? You ask. There are jobs that you before you can start working in those kind of places, they need a police report. Mm -hmm. Jobs like taking care of kids, taking care of the elderly, taking care of people with disability, um, working in public trust, for example, working for government, etc. Et they will mm -hmm. need you to present your police report. And if police report says you have um, you were indicted or you have you were arrested for or you've been you've been um, sentenced for something that relates to trust, um, integrity, um, and even something as sometimes people overlook like domestic violence, you probably won't get that job. Mm -hmm. And it continues to build up like that. Maybe when you want to contest for it, you want to run for mayor election tomorrow, mayoral election tomorrow, or for um, politics or whatever. What you did 10 years ago mm -hmm. that is in police report could come out to hurt you, right? So that's right. why we that's why we try. And it's important this point is very important for me because the um, immigrant community is disproportionately represented in the criminal justice system here. And the, the way to solve that problem, I, in my opinion, is to get people to understand that whatever you do, Big Brother is watching you. Big Brother mm -hmm. is keeping a, a, a record and mm -hmm. can come to work. All right. I totally agree. And uh, I kind of like that reference that Big Brother is watching you, kind of. So can you talk about credit loans and credit cards and how to be careful? Can you explain that? Canada is awash with credit. So it's um, a credit-driven place. There's uh, a lot of uh, inclusion inclusion in the financial system. Mm -hmm. Therefore, um, people are encouraged to assess loans and facilities as a way to make the organizations make more money. Mm -hmm. It's called financialization. So it's not just the banks, it's the grocery shop, is the entire uh, place, is where you, everywhere you go, you, you can get 
at things you know credit uh from the perspective of uh binary letter so some people who come in from countries where there are no financial inclusions or access to credit is very limited um see these things and you know think that it's easy money they, you know how you take kids to a candy shop they want to have this 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 yeah the problem is not just having those is that the problem the key problem is that there are implications of you taking those things those loans or those things you call free money if you don't pay it will come to hurt you again there are so many there are so many databases in canada one of them is the credit bureau so if you go and borrow money so use your credit card or borrow money from uh, an institution uh, they will register you at the credit bureau and once you're registered at the credit bureau um that record is available for anybody who wants to who's who, who you are going to borrow for with uh, money from for a while you know so it's important for you to know that if you use the credit card you need to pay it down if you if you borrow money you need to pay it down if you don't pay they will put you on the credit bureau if you, they put you on the credit bureau your ability to assess more credits for the things that you need will be limited the biggest dream one of the north american dreams is the dream of owning a house and in north america you can only own a house if you have money and since the houses are so costly banks intervene uh, by their mortgage and the only, one of the conditions to assess the mortgage is that you have a very good credit history it shows the bank your ability to pay your willingness to pay and your capacity to pay mm-hmm. all right we're going to talk about looking for jobs now when running the uh, looking for jobs um is there like any important point that you like to add to like like anything that would be important for people that are coming to Canada that are you know looking for jobs like is there any important points that you would like to you know pin out uh, that could help people two, when they read the book two quick things that will happen is that you probably need uh, depending on where you're coming from you probably you you hear a lot about not, you not having Canadian experience mm-hmm. so you need Canadian experience to do Canadian job but you also need Canadian job to the Canadian experience. How you're able to break that quagmire is one of the reasons why you need to get the book because I I, I outlined um, a number of steps there that can help you to um, get to go around that problem in a very smart manner. But it's, I, I, I will encourage you to do whatever it takes to pay your bill, which is not unethical, which is not um, illegal uh, or immoral. Um, so you might want, you, you might need to start with a smaller survival or transition job. Just do what you got to do to pay your bills why you, mm-hmm. why you keep looking for the bigger one all right and uh, does volunteering uh, help you get a job even like if, for example if you volunteer here in canada would it actually help uh, build up you know some experience to get that potential job volunteering is great it's um how volunteering works is uh, explained in my book mm-hmm. so it's one of the things that, that i can encourage you uh, to get the book you see the details about how volunteering works and how it impacts you finding a job okay and I guess researching is really important too. Uh, when you're looking for work, yeah, like looking for research, like uh, researching is very important. Is that real? Like, is that a good, uh, fair statement to say? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, you want to know the organization whether it's a fit for you. You want to know whether um, what the uh, what the job description is about, mm-hmm. how that fits into your skill sets and experience. You also want to know whether the people who are working there now what the reviews are especially for people who had left the place mm-hmm. uh yeah you need to do a bit of research because i mean the same way the organization wants to know whether you're a fit for them is also the same way you need to know whether the organization is a fit for you mm-hmm. okay uh so and then also you know you know there's different types of job interviews as well you're mentioning
interviewing. Um, what are some of the different types of job interviews that uh, you mentioned in your book? So the first thing that will happen will probably be the uh, telephone interview. So when when you send in your resume and you've been completed, maybe the HR person will likely call you mm-hmm. to have that first level of conversation over the phone. If that goes well, they will mm-hmm. then arrange for you to have either a Zoom um, that's online interview or an in-person interview. Online interview obviously became very popular because of COVID, but as people gradually get back to um, normal things, people are moving back also to having um, in-person conversation with the person that they, the people that want to hire. So you have a telephone conversation, online or in-person conversation. Okay. And, and then if you pass all of that, then there's the other process is follow. Okay. Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, shortly, we're going to talk about uh, Canadian work culture. Now, um, it, how important is it to keep track of your time management? Um, Canada runs on time. So everything is based, is calculated on almost to the last minute or last second. And by the way, every, everything that we do as humans, we, we have uh, a time system that keeps us, that helps us keep track of what we're achieving. So in Canada, time is money. People are paid for the month, the time, the times that they spend on work. And so you're expected to be at work at the time you've committed you're going to be at work. Mm-hmm. And every other thing, if people do their work based on the fact that assume that you're going to do your own work. Yeah. So we, if you don't, it's like a chain. So if you don't, you do your own by coming on time and doing the necessary work that you need to do, that chain break. And you don't want to be the person who continuously break that chain. Otherwise, yeah. we have to replace that chain and put in uh, a P, another piece that puts the whole um, um, system working. Mm-hmm. So time management is very important. People are yeah. paying you for your time. Therefore, you don't come to work and waste it doing other things that are not related to the work. Yeah. Uh, so also, um, I guess uh, in the workplace, you know, English and French is uh, second. French being our second language, that's very important to know a little, know the language, correct? Yeah, depending on where you where you um, where you're living. In mm. Quebec, I think the official language will be um, French, and uh, New Brunswick is the only province in Canada that is officially bilingual. Mm-hmm. So it's either you have French speaking or English speaking. So, but officially, uh, the two language, the two language in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, French and English. So depending on where you live, you want to quickly upgrade your skills in those um, um, provinces, uh, locality where you live, because that's the only way you can communicate. All right. Easily uh, we're going to go into driving in Canada. Uh, so it is very, like I said, it's very important to, you know, have a car, to have your license, to have a car, to have a sh- insurance. Uh, can you talk briefly about that? Um, Canada is big. It's the second biggest country in the world in terms of landmass. So communi- um, transportation is very important. Um, mm-hmm. So if you could rely on public transport to take you to places that you want to go to, but you know that it's called public transport because it's very inconvenient. Mm-hmm. You might have to wait for buses and all that. Sometimes so what a journey that can take you 20 minutes, by the time you're using public transport, might take you an hour or an hour and a half, right? Mm-hmm. So driving then becomes very important. Uh, driving in Canada is also important because the government is working towards uh, the zero vision where uh, no accident, to reduce the accident that happened on road uh, as much as possible. In the earlier part of this interview, you had mentioned that road accidents are one of the things that contribute to, high, uh, to the number of 
um, unprepared deaths, uh, sudden deaths in Canada. Now, um, the idea then is to get people, as many people as possible, to be educated, to have a driver education system that makes people know what the other driver is going to do, anticipate what he's going to do, and have some set of uniform rules to guide people when they're driving. Because if you don't do that, as we know, the vehicle can turn out to be a weapon of mass destruction. And so it's important for you to go through that whole process, learn how to pass, learn the uh, computer-based mm -hmm. um, uh, learn to pass your computer-based test, learn the rules of the game before you enter, and please don't cut corners because you might come to hurt you. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're gonna talk, I want to talk about uh, marital relations briefly. Uh, can you talk about equal par partnership in your home and budgeting and how important it is? So some some people come from countries where there are not uh, where there are power astrometrics. So some some person might be might seem to be the the bigger person in power. Some person might be the unquestioned champion of the home. Um, in Canada, everybody is equal. And as a matter of fact, Canada, um, the government sets out to bridge the gap between power dynamics. So protect the government steps in to protect the, mm -hmm. the weaker and the more vulnerable. So in that sense, the children have priority, women have priority, and then men. So if you don't understand this as a newcomer and you're still using that same culture that you had before, it's going to be a problem for you. Okay. Uh, so I want to go right into chapter 8 because I know your time's limited. Can you talk about the uh, where was I saying here? Oh, can you talk about uh, impact on divorce on your on kids? If like if uh, two parents divorce, how is it impact on the kids? Um, so the way marriage obviously structured is that kids are brought into the world uh, as a result of the union of two individuals who love themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, there are natural paths to that. I know this might be controversial, but there's a natural, there's a reason why nature allows a male, a, a, a male and female to have to produce kids from nature. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the, the the man has something to bring to the parenting of the home. The more the woman the woman has something to bring to the parenting of the home. Mm -hmm. Now if we look at so that the, the, the things that the two parents bring provides a bit of stability for the kids, provide the boundaries in which they grow, mm -hmm. provide the, the safety and security and the well-being of the kids. Now, if we disrupt those balances that needs to be, um, where uh, you know you, you have a situation like the provincial, uh, proverbial, um, uh, where two elephant fights, the grass suffer. Okay? Mm -hmm. It's the kids that will suffer because they don't have the mental capacity yet to process what is going on. Mm -hmm. That the two people that the love um, above every other thing in the world can't stand each other or quarreling or fighting and all that. Mm -hmm. So it, it, sometimes they think that they are the, the cause of their of that problem. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's been shown in so many studies that divorce could be an adverse childhood experience. And mm -hmm. so it's something that we don't jump into without really thinking about the impact it's going to have yeah. uh, have on the ones that we brought. All right. I'm going to talk quickly about uh, home, like to talk about home ownership. Uh, what are the qualifications uh, for a mortgage with a bank? There are rules to qualify for mortgage. The, you first of all, you obviously have to have a relationship with the bank. You need to have your credit score and your credit history in order. Um, you need to provide uh, some commitment or equity into the project because it's huge, and that comes in the form of uh, down payment. You need to put all of this together. But again, the the circumstances, the, the Condition depend on your circumstance, and the best way to do it is to go into the bank and discuss with the mortgage specialist, and then take the advice along with it. All right, uh, I'm gonna go right into the last chapter. 
Can you talk about volunteer opportunities and how do you get involved? Uh, we come into Canada as if you are coming here to live, it's not holiday, it's not something that you do and then you run away from. Mm -hmm. you, want to you want to commit to the development of the community where you belong to and it's important. And one way to make that commitment to build up your community is to volunteer. Volunteer at the community league, your social cultural organization, volunteer in the church, volunteer with not-for-profit organizations. Not-for-profit organizations are social organizations, social enterprises that are set up to improve in some aspects of uh, of uh, our life in Canada. Now, they require or uh, they need a lot of support, which newcomers could provide by the skills and expertise that they bring. So volunteering is important. It helps you to integrate in the community, helps you with your language, helps you with networking, and help you get that uh, all-important uh, Canadian experience. And more importantly, I will add, is that it helps you make a stake in the Canadian um, journey, in the Canadian uh, building because now you're contributing to building Canada one community at a time. All right. And one la and the last question I have for you today is expanding your network. Why should you expand your network? The more people, it, it, there's a saying that says it's not what you know, it's who you know. So mm -hmm. the more people that you know, the more you widen your reach, the more information that you get, the more you, your mindset explodes in terms of knowing new things. The more curious yeah. you become, the more access to information you have, the more support base you have the more friendship you build and all of those things are uh, required to build up the success that becomes you if you have select yourself and you don't um, uh, get into the community and network and get people to know about you um, you will not be, you will not get the benefit that I'm enumerated about and that are in the book all right uh, any final thoughts uh, before we uh, finish, wrap up this podcast uh, the book is uh, available on Amazon mm -hmm. uh, and it's a quick read like this you have seen. It's a very yeah. quick read, something that you can finish. It's written in plain English, not so many technical words. And it's written from the point of view of those who don't even have no uh, speak English as their first language. So it is helpful in two ways. Helps you to integrate, helps you to practice your English. Um, and it's very common, um, it's very it's very commonsensical in its approach to things, showing you how to get stuff done. Um, I will encourage everybody to, to get it. Even if you've been in Canada, even if you've been, even if you were born in Canada, mm -hmm. and even if you've been in Canada for a very long time, it's important to get this book because there are so many insights into it that you will not know mm -hmm. except you read it. Okay, um, I'm sure, Chris, you 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 have an idea of what the um, immigrant journey is from reading this book. You yeah. have a, 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 a little bit more appreciation of what people go through when they come into the country. Some of the things you take for granted, right? Mm -hmm. But these are the things that newcomers have to go through to integrate. That makes it easier for everyone to appreciate and then gives us a more liberal and, and more welcoming society. Yeah. And uh, you can find that on Amazon, correct? Yeah, it's on Amazon, it's on Barnes & Nobles, uh, it's, uh, it's actually in over 500 bookshops across the world. Just Google any major bookshop that you have online, you'll be able to find it. It's also on my website, chidispeaks.com, and uh, yeah, and you can get it and yeah. uh, put the hard copy and the soft copy. And, uh, yeah. Any social media so, you like to promote? I am on Facebook at, as uh, GBC Wichuku, the same in, on Instagram, the same on uh, um, Twitter uh, and LinkedIn. So, and I welcome feedbacks from readers all over the world because I want to 
um, see how the book has impacted on you, you can send me a quick email at chidi. Uh, my email is chidi at chidispeaks.com. Um, and then we can take the conversation moving forward. If there are ways to improve the book, if the ways it impacted your life, the ways you think that there are things that I got wrong, please let me know. <laughs> and uh, I, I, there's a feedback. I'm, I'm yeah. very well. I want to thank you coming for coming back on the podcast. I'm so happy for your success on the book as I've seen on social media. Thank you. Welcome. And as always, you can uh, like Crispy on the Web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, like Crispy on the Web. And I'll see you guys next week for another episode of Inhuman Podcast. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week again for a fresh round. It's the Entertainment Man Podcast.